0: OWC Radio number 39, an interview with Les Tokar of the SSD review, and a lot more. Stay tuned. Hey, hey, fellow technology enthusiasts, Tim Robertson here. <clears throat> you know, it's a very hot and humid day, and uh, when I record the podcast, I have to turn off fans and uh, anything that makes any noise that can kind of be you know, irritating or distracting while I'm recording the show. And plus, you know, when you guys are listening to the show, you don't want to hear truh, 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 the whole time in the background. You know, that would be kind of annoying. So uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna sweat it out. I'm gonna sit here and uh, complain. <laughs> no, I'm not. Of course not. This is gonna be a fun show. I did an interview a couple of days ago with Les Tokar. He is the um, owner of the SSDReview.com website. Good website. If you are interested in putting a solid state drive in your computer, iMac, Mac Pro, uh, even a PC, of course. I mean. A lot of people think that, you know, it's um, MacSales.com, so we only sell stuff for the Macintosh. Not true. We sell for the PC, and we sell the best stuff for the PC. So if you've got a computer, you want to make it as fast and reliable as possible, and you want to go with an SSD, of course, www.MacSales.com, starting at $99 for a 40-gig SSD SSD. With the Sand Force Controller. We talk about that with Les during the interview. So <clears throat> listen to that here in a little bit. Well, well, that's going to be the last segment of the show. Uh, if you want to contact us, our contact information is podcast at maxsales.com. I'm not going to spell it out for you. You guys know how to do that. Twitter is at OWC Radio. And the preferred method, of course, is to simply leave a voice message at 1 five, 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 nine. I'm going to repeat it, write it on the dust on your dash. You know, I don't have dust on my dash. I used to say that all the time because I always did. I keep one of those little Swiffer things, you know, that it has a, it's kind of like a a duster and it's replaceable. I just keep one of those in the car now and probably once a week, maybe even more than that, I kind of pull it out and clean off my dash. And you know, I do that because that's where I keep my iPhone now when I'm driving. It's right up there. So I notice the dust, but if you're driving and your dash is dusty, just write this down in the dust or pull over, grab your iPhone, call the number and uh, leave some feedback. 1-801-938-5559. But don't call while you're driving. I w- I'd rather you pay attention to the road, uh, drive safely, and if you can pull over at McDonald's or a gas station and you want to call from the car, that's fine. Don't worry about, oh, there'll be road noise and if Tim plays it on the show, they'll hear the semis going by Dude, that's cool. That's fine. Uh, it's real, and that's what the podcast is all about. But let's jump into some feedback I do have from listener John Gunn.
1: Hi, Tim. This is John Gunn. Just kind of um, an audio comment to your um, oh, your episode 38 regarding your um, products, Apple products. Uh, um, specifically, when you uh, replied or talked to Respond to Bill's comment, how come the, uh, the Android 2 doesn't get as much uh, att- uh, attention with the antenna as the Apple? <clears throat> a couple of things. In the PC world, obviously, right or wrong, in my opinion, Microsoft, at this point, is the big boy on the block. <clears throat> you know, uh, of course, a good example is being attacked with virus scan scan. Virus and uh, malware and so on and so forth. So compare that to the Apple, uh, in particular, probably the iPad, but especially the iPhone. <laughs> the iPhone is certainly more of a... Um, uh, well, when it came out in 07, that was a pretty revolutionary f- smartphone. And it still is today. So in the in the smartphone market... The iPhone is going to be suppos- supposedly, or whatever you want to call it, the big boy on the block. And in my opinion, anybody that's the big boy on the block, the little guys want to take him down so they can be the big boy, so to speak. Just my comments, and um, here's where you want to cut me off. Thanks, John. I think you're absolutely
0: right. It's uh, When someone's on top, it's a lot more fun, it seems. To I don't know want to knock them down want to it's kind of a mentality I think that is always going to be out there you always want to root for the little guy and as a computer enthusiast myself uh, from way back in the day uh, but I'll only go back into the mid nineties and uh, oh well, let's say two thousand and one or so uh, Apple was always the underdog Microsoft was just dominant and. It didn't seem to matter what Apple came out with or how well the product was received in the press. Uh, It was still Microsoft Windows that was selling. It was the cheap beige boxes that everyone was buying. And the general population out there didn't really seem to uh, care or want the Apple products. Now, a little bit of that changed in 1998 when Apple released and announced the, I guess you'd call it the original iMac the Bondi Blue one. And it didn't seem like a lot of people were buying them at the time, but looking back, there was a lot of them. Uh, there were, there used to be websites dedicated to uh, where you can see an iMac. In other words, say, uh, Seinfeld always had an, a Macintosh on set. So that was a big thing about this website. Another thing was if you saw it in a commercial, people would post, oh, it was in this commercial. And it's kind of silly to think about that now. But back then, it just didn't seem like Apple got any love. Now, here we are in 2010, and it almost seems like everything Apple does is just hugely successful for... um, I think it's justified, too. I mean, the iPhone, like John was just saying, extremely popular. It is the big boy in the block. Even if another cell phone... Is selling more and there's reports that Android is selling a lot more than the iPhone now which honestly shouldn't be that big of a surprise they put the Android operating system on you know a bunch of different phones at this point and i don't you can decide whether that's good or bad whereas the iPhone OS is only on as far as phones are concerned the iPhone and at least here in the United States there's only one carrier for that and that's AT&T whether that changes here in the near future or not is Immaterial. You're going to find Android devices on a whole lot of phones on, from a whole lot of carriers. So, of course, they're going to get a bigger market share quicker. Doesn't mean it's a better experience. I got to play with the brand new Droid X or whatever it is. I thought it was kind of, honestly, meh. That's M E H. Meh. meh. I, I was not impressed. Am I spoiled because I have an iPhone 4? Maybe. But it just didn't have the – it didn't seem like it was designed for people. It felt like let's see how much we can cram in here and there was a checklist. It has to have this, 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 and this. And everything else is just kind of incidental. Whereas the iPhone actually feels like a lot of thought and effort went into designing it. This is how people are going to use it. I'll give you a prime example on this Android phone that I was using, this Motorola X. The buttons that you push for like the home screen and stuff are right underneath the screen, but they're tiny, tiny little buttons. Now I'm sorry, the way I use my iPhone most of the time when I'm not actually talking on it as a telephone, it's usually in my newer technology window mount in my car and it's very easy to control. If I have to push these little tiny buttons on the Droid in the same way that I would have to with the iPhone, I wouldn't miss the buttons. I mean, they're just like, just super tiny and they're physical buttons. I don't, I didn't get it. It didn't seem like when I was playing with it that anybody really thought about usability. How are people going to use this device and then build it accordingly or adjust it accordingly? I don't know. It just felt like a cheap cell phone with a decent OS on it. But does the OS mean more than the crappy phone that it's on? Which, I don't know. With Apple, with the iPhone anyways, it's one package. It's the iPhone, which is the OS, and it is the device itself. But with the Android stuff, you just don't know what you're going to get. Some companies are pretty good at building handsets. Others aren't. But then you don't even know what version of the OS of Android you're going to get. And is it updatable? Is it not? Can you tether it? No. Some you can. Some you can't. Hey, not me. Thanks. I'll stick with the iPhone. And I'll be the first to admit the iPhone is not a perfect device. I mean, there's there's been a lot of problems. And I'm not going to belabor the point, but, you know, I've talked about in the past, I'm still having uh, the, the sensor proximity sensor, just doesn't recognize that it's being held next to my face. It happened again twice today. Oh, just so annoying. I can't stand it. It really does bother me. Um, but I'm holding out hope that iOS 4.1 is going to address and fix the problem. I don't care if they address it. I just want them to fix it. And I want that sooner rather than later. And hopefully, maybe this is the week. Apple announced uh, there is an event happening on September first. It looks like an iPod event. I mean, they've been happening in September since the iPod was uh, initially um, announced. What was it, two thousand and one? Always every September, there's some kind of a new iPod. We know it's not going to be iPhone related because they already had that event. So iPad? Well, the iPad's still fairly new. Um, in fact, I just read a report today that if you go and order an iPad, finally, it's 24 hours until it ships. It was like a week or two. So it looks like Apple's finally getting caught up on iPad orders. I think that's probably a good thing. Um, either they fix the manufacturing problems uh, to meet the high demand, or I don't know, less people are ordering them. I don't know. The iPad is just fantastic. And uh, if you don't have one, get one. Well, anyways, um, September 1st, I get an email saying, hey, Tim, are you going to be following the event? Of course. (laughs) Of course. And uh, the thing is I'm not going to follow it as it's happening. I know, blasphemy, right? I'm not going to sit in front of my computer with three or four different websites open, open, refreshing every three seconds to see what the latest... Thing that was just announced is, I, I'm not going to do that. Quite honestly, uh, when the event happens, that's when I'm going to go and have some lunch. I'm I'm just going to completely get away from the computer. I'm going to go to a, a little restaurant here in downtown, and I'm going to sit there for a half hour and not touch my iPhone. At least you know, no websites. Uh, they usually have repeats on of the football season. That's we're in preseason right now, but they always have the NFL network, so some football game's going. I'll sit there and watch NFL football for a half hour and eat a nice lunch. And when I get back to my office, I'm going to ignore the internet for a while, for at least an hour. That way, by the time I check stuff out, all the announcements have been made, and I'm not giving myself an ulcer wondering why this page isn't refreshing. I, I just, I'm just not going to play that anymore. Now, I told someone this, and they said, wow, that doesn't sound like you. That's kind of the point. I, I want to change this whole mentality of I have to know right now. It's, it goes along with the same mentality of, hey, there's an Apple rumor. Oh, I have to go read that right now. I, I just want to back away from that kind of thinking, that kind of behavior, and enjoy what I'm doing rather than obsessing over it. So if you're obsessing over what's going on in the Apple universe right now, I don't know, do you think it's healthy? I don't, but that's for me personally. There's nothing wrong with having passion for something, but it can go overboard sometimes. I think we can all agree, and so I'm going to wait until the dust settles just a little bit, and then I'll go in and I'll get caught up on what whatever it was that Apple just announced for my own opinions um and I'll probably record a show either that day or the next day. So there'll, there's going to be another OWC radio out this week talking about whatever happened that Apple just released or announced or what have you, if it warrants that kind of information. It might just be, well, here's a new iPod, and in which case I don't really need to rush a brand new show out just to cover a, an iPod because I'm going to assume all you guys know by the time you listen to the next show whatever it was that Apple announced, Right. You don't need to listen to OWC Radio to get the latest news on whatever Apple just did. You already know. You're just interested in, I don't know, what's Tim's take on this? And that's what the next show will be about. I hope it's something really spectacular and fantastic. We I've talked about the ITV slash Apple TV rumors that are out there before. I would love it if it's something like that. I'm pretty sure it's probably going to be a, a new iPhone or, I'm sorry, an iPod so many i devices: iPad, iPod, iPhone. Oi, oi! It's going to be a new iPod, right? Uh, they're probably going to take the iPod Touch and kind of bring it up to the iPhone four and specs, front facing camera, Retina display, all that kind of cool stuff, and that's fantastic. But I'm not going to sit here staring at my computer monitor to get that information the second it's released on the internet. I don't suggest you do that either. You know, it's going to be there. Uh, a couple hours later, there'll be better photos of everything. You can really check it out at your leisure. You don't have to sit there in front of the computer just, you know, biting your nails. <gasps> at least I don't have to. Got an email from Phil asking about – um seems that Phil synced his uh, one of his mobile devices. And what happened was it erased or it, it replaced, I should say, his Safari bookmarks. That's kind of a problem and Phil wanted to know, hey, how do I get these back? So, of course, my first, question, my first question back to Phil was, are you using Time Machine? And he was. So I thought I would share this here on OWC Radio for those who uh, might not be using Time Machine yet. I mean, it's if you've got Snow Leopard, actually, if you got Leopard, it's part of it. Set it up and start using it. If you don't have an external hardware yet, a hard drive that you can back up to, they're not expensive. Now, for me personally, I use a Voyager from newer technology. Yep, www.maxsales.com. I use a Voyager with bare hard drives. And when that hard drive starts getting full, I simply pull it out, pull it out, put a new hard drive in, and set it up again for Time Machine. That way I've got backups that go back a ways. Now, I also do a full carbon copy cloner, complete copy of my hard drive here in the office, and at home every single night. That way, if something mechanical happens to my hard drive, it, it breaks, it stops working, I can reboot my machine with a clone that was made just the night before. So that's stuff to think about. But for Phil, I said, if you're using Time Machine, and he was, very simple. Simply navigate to uh, your user folder. for. In my case, it says T. Robertson. That's the name of my computer, my user anyways. Go to Library go down to safari open that folder and you're going to see a file that's called bookmarks.plist plist bookmarks.plist once that folder's open and you see that file go into time machine and simply go back however long it takes to find before it was changed so if it just happened like an hour ago we'll go to the time machine backup from this morning if it happened yesterday then you know go 2 days back in time machine and then just bring it over, replace the one that's there, and done. It really is that simple, but you have to have an external hard drive, or if you've got something like an, the brand-new 27-inch iMac and you've opted for an internal hard drive, you could do it there too. If you've got a Mac Pro, you can have an internal hard drive, but most of us are going to use some form of an external hard drive, either USB, FireWire, eSATA, you name it, OWC has the hard drives, and in this case, like I said, I'm using the Voyager. If you want to get really safe, you want to get some kind of a raid, you could do that too. And you could still use Time Machine on those devices. You can still use Carbon Copy Cloner. So there's just a lot of different options for backing up your information. So something like this happens to you, like happened to Phil, his bookmarks are gone. Now, it's not the end of the world. He's not losing valuable pictures but man if you got a pretty big bookmark collection boy that that's kind of a pain you know I don't want to lose my bookmarks now I use mobile me to sync all my bookmarks to all my devices from my iPad my iPhone a couple different Macs and it works great um, and I also use mobile me to find my iPhone if it gets lost that's always nice to have as well so that's one way to sync your bookmarks but that's not going to help you if you accidentally delink delete your bookmark file. In fact, if you set it up a certain way, the changes that you just made could affect all your other computers that are using the same bookmarks. So make sure you have a bookmark, or I'm sorry, an external hard drive, and at the very least, use Time Machine, and it just records, the first time you use Time Machine, it's going to take a while because it's going to back up everything, but after that, it's only going to back up the changes. And there's really no easier way for you, uh, an end user, to get a file like this. And that's all the PLUST is. It's just a file. To get that file back in its spot where it belongs, and it's just like it never happened. So I'm glad I could help you out with that, Phil. Um, if you guys have a problem and and you just can't find the information online, send me an email. I'll happily, if I don't know myself, I know a lot of people who do. Or uh, I'm pretty good at searching the Internet and, and these little strange corners where you might not look to to find an answer, uh, send me an email, podcast at maxsales.com, and I'll happily look up and find an answer for you. And if I can't find one, um, I'll find someone who can. So with that, I'm going to jump over to this interview that I did with uh, Les Tokar. I think you're going to like Les. He's a really good guy. I've been communicating with him a little bit after the interview, and uh, he was kind of filling me in on some of the plans that he's got for his site. It's, he's going to go through some changes. And I did the same thing not too long ago with another site myself. So I was kind of giving him some some uh, suggestions on the the type of software he wants to run on his server. Maybe it will help him out. Really good guy. I think you guys will like hearing from him. I think he's got a good podcast voice. Um, and so here's me publicly saying, hey, John, do a podcast, man. He's got a video up there on his website that he did. After he did the uh, interview, you're about to hear. It's pretty funny. Go up there and check that out, too. But it's um, thessdreview.com. In the meantime, make sure you're checking out OWC Radio. We're really going to start pumping that site up with content, not just show notes, but we're going to start putting some news up there. Uh, I'm going to have, I don't know if I want to say what it's going to be called yet. Basically, I'm going to, every day, I'm checking out what's going on in the technology world. And I'm always reading really good content, a story here, a review there. And as I do that, I'm going to start making note of these and I'm going to um, i am going to have, I'm not sure what I'm going to call it yet, this kind of the, not a week in review, um, more like around the tech web. And I'm going to find, and when I do find, I should say, when I find a really good story, I'm going to share it up there at OWC Radio. So from this point on, I'm going to find really good tech stories to share and I'll include those here on the show notes or on the podcast as well. As it goes, I haven't written the first one yet, so it's, I'm not going to do it right now, but that's why I really need you guys to start sending in feedback because I don't see everything. So if you see a really cool story that, Hey, Tim really should talk about this on the radio, on the podcast. Hey, send me a link to it. Say, Hey Tim, check out this uh, news story. I think it's interesting. And, uh, Is something that you should either include on the podcast or a link in Around the Tech Web. I think I'm going to settle on that name. So uh, OWCRadio.com, real easy to remember. It's the name of the show. (laughs) And that's where you're going to find links to uh, everything we talk about here on the show. But it's going to be more than that really, really soon. So with that, I'm going to wrap up my segment here and uh, jump in with the interview with Les. And as promised from the beginning of the show, I said we were going to have Les Tokar here from the SSD Review. He's joining us now. Hi, Les. Hi, Tim. How are you? Excellent. Nice day out. Yeah, real nice here. Now, I know you get pretty much the same weather as I do, and you get the same seasons as we do. So I, I know you're probably like me enjoying the last vintages of the nice warm weather and got probably a long winter to look forward to.
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Unfortunately, I end up doing a lot of work inside on the SSDs as well. So I tend to look up my window a lot saying I should be over there.
0: (laughs) I'm the same way. Trust me, especially with the podcast. Oh, I could be outside right now. But actually, I, I take that back. I love doing this show and I love talking to people. And in your case, you're one of the pioneers about writing about SSD online. How did you get started about writing on SSDs?
2: Um, I've actually got the uh, first solid state drive review on the internet that was put out, and it was uh, in 2007. I had uh, um, ordered a laptop from Dell, and they uh, inadvertently had put in a Sandisk uh, solid state drive uh, into the into the system.
0: Oh, that's a mistake that you're not upset about? Not whatsoever.
2: And when they did that, I, um, I, I said, "You know what?" I had some people on a website ask me about it, and I ended up putting a review of the uh, of the computer and solid state drive on the uh, the internet
0: and it kind of grew from there
2: uh from there actually I had gotten contacts from companies uh more uh, more non-retail than retail companies that saying listen we uh we're just moving into it we have solid state drives and would you uh would you take a look at our solid state drives and possibly uh, give your opinion of them some of the companies will contact me and ask me to do uh private what, what they call private evaluations or private reports uh and some of them said listen we'd like you to put put some put our uh, put your opinion on the internet with respect to our product
0: so SSDs really is still a new technology when you think about it. It seems like they've been around for a while now, but it's still pretty new. How long do you think it is before every computer ships with an SSD? Uh,
2: I think the option for every computer to ship with, with an SSD is here right now, but, but before they uh, make hard drives obsolete, it'll be a few years yet.
0: Yeah. You know, I, you look at the performance of an SSD and the reliability, and you're, it's, the writing's on the raw, wall for a platter-based hard drive.
2: Um, that's correct. And, and the, uh, I guess the only, I wouldn't call it a downfall, but the only hindrance of an SSD is, is the, uh, the price per NAND, the, the price for the size of NAND. So you, uh, you're stuck with the low capacity solid state drives for the most part, but we're seeing a lot of, uh, um, creative, uh, users, uh, using platter drives as normal storage while they're using their uh, solid state drive as the uh, boot drive.
0: I know OWC is selling a solution that you could take your laptop, you can put in an SSD drive, take out your optical drive and put in a device that it's called the data doubler that allows you to install a second hard drive in a laptop and that's a perfect place to put you know a one terabyte drive so you can have the best of both worlds and i don't know if you saw the news owc just released this week uh, a brand new price point for the sandforce based hard drive ssd 99 dollars for an ssd i think that's a pretty good price
2: yeah i had a uh uh, just coincidentally popped in, uh, seen that yesterday night, and, the, and then I as well received a number of emails once I started uh, posting uh, with respect to it on the web. Um, it is at the absolute lowest uh, price point for a SandForce drive right now, and and let's let's face it, uh, OWC's had a very good reputation with all of their drives, regardless of the uh, capacity.
0: Now you you're uh, you were brought to my attention by your review of the other World Computing SSD drive, the Mercury Extreme Pro. Uh, how'd you like the drive? Uh, I thought it was a
2: great drive. Uh, it was. Uh, uh, more, more so, uh, with respect to the reputation that it was getting from other reviewers as well as well as my uh, my review. The review was uh, uh, pretty much straightforward. You know, we can uh, we could speak all we want about a drive, but the uh, the results that come out uh, in the uh, in the testing itself uh, speak for themselves with the
0: drive. You know, I know what an SSD is. You know what an SSD is, obviously. But there's going to be a lot of people that are listening to this podcast. And they understand what the concept is of an SSD, but can you explain to those people what SSD is really all about?
2: I can. we uh as consumers, a lot of years ago, we uh, we bought computers and we thought, man, we're going to get a computer, it's going to make things so much quicker. And we expected the computer back then. We thought that as soon as we turned it on, it would be instant and everything would be instant. We, we'd turn a program on, it would be instant, instant response. Unfortunately, with, uh, with hard drives, because they have a platter that spins at a very high speed up to a... Uh, it's over 7,000 RPM. Uh, It it doesn't quite work like that.
0: Some of them actually, uh, 10,000, I remember the Barracudas would go to 10,000, but they didn't seem to be as reliable. uh,
2: Absolutely. So with the solid state drive, the solid state drive is uh, consistent of uh, of RAM itself. It uh, has no, everything is stored uh, within the RAM chips and not on a spinning platter. So it makes the access to the information a lot quicker than it was with a hard drive. So the most visible thing you will see out of a solid-state drive is, exact, is how much faster the computer will start, how much faster its own operating programs will, will work for you, as well as anything else you want to do on it. Um, for a typical user, it's it's a very visible uh, improvement.
0: Now, the first and second generation SSDs that came out, they had a tendency to slow down over time. Uh, that's kind of been corrected. Do you want to explain to the listeners how that was corrected and what the difference is between those first-generation SSDs that had mixed reviews, to be honest, and the newer drives that, like with the SandForce chips,
2: I think with the, the with the newer drives, it was a uh, a lot of it had to do with just the fact it was older generation in comparison to the uh, the SSDs we see now. With the SSDs we see now, it's uh, the firmware within the uh, the drives as well as the chips themselves are uh, uh, have come along so much that we're not seeing solid state drives us uh, slow down. As a matter of fact, I have no problem in saying whatsoever of all the drives I tested, the only drives right now that don't slow down at all with respect to filling uh, filling them to capacity as well as uh, uh, the aging of the SSD is the uh, OWC drive.
0: Awesome. I, I want to get one myself and put it in my hard drive or my uh, laptop, but uh, I'm still a little worried about it, to be honest. How long do you think an SSD is going to last compared to a regular hard drive? Oh, that's been a... There's
2: been a lot of uh, controversy with respect to how, mu- how long people think they would last, but um, technically they should last uh, anywhere easily 10-plus years um, with respect to the um, estimates and calculations they've made. The, uh, the only assumption I would make is that the SSD will probably outlive any system that you put it in and will definitely uh, live well past the life of a normal hard drive. More importantly with an SSD, though, is, is the way it will end at the end of the day. Um, if you look at most hard drives, you have information on a hard drive, and unless you back it up, once it crashes at the end of the day, you lose everything that's on that hard drive. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, with an SSD, however, once the uh, the effective write life of a solid-state drive is complete, um, you just can't write to it anymore. However, all of your information on the solid-state drive is still totally accessible and still there for you. So, and, and It becomes there's still...
0: an, a, a CD or a DVD at that point, basically. You can read it, I... but you can't write to it.
2: Absolutely, and there's still been very, there's still been absolutely no estimates as to how long that information is going to be there for. But people know that it's going to be a very long time for that information itself to wear down, or something to go wrong with the, uh, the NAND itself.
0: Is it worth getting a RAID and putting a couple SSD drives in a RAID?
2: Um, I don't. I myself, I really don't think so. I've, I I kind of chuckle now when I when I look at because uh, and the drives we're testing now three years ago. We were putting uh, RAID platter drives together, and we were getting the speeds that we're getting out of a single SSD now. Um, And for the most part, with RAID drives, uh, the only uh, result that most people are seeing in RAID drives is the higher sequential speeds, which, in the case of most users, will never,
0: ever be used in a real-life scenario. Yeah, and it's more for storage than anything else. The big files, yeah. So how many SSDs have you tested over the years, do you know? Or is Uh, it a guesstimate?
2: I, I couldn't get probably 10 plus i think yeah they've ranged from from SanDisk to samsung owc intel um most most recently crucial uh memorite mtron
0: i've heard some bad things about the intel ones i don't want to slam a, a competitor here or anything but i haven't heard a lot of good things is, is that just kind of uh overblown or are they pretty good drives too no i think it's
2: very much overblown the intel's got a got a great drive and they uh uh, they came along at, a, at right at a point when everybody was uh, putting SSDs out, and this is before the uh, the OWC and the SandForce. But they came out at a point when uh, when the uh, the industry was being hit real hard by uh, um, I guess stuttering controllers and whatnot, and their products seemed to hit hit everybody very well. There's a lot of reliability with uh, with the Intel Solid State drives. I'd like to see what they're going to put out next, but uh, they've got their work cut out for them with respect to the OWC as well as other drives.
0: I've been reading online. A lot of people are asking questions. Should I get a straight SSD or should I look at one of the hybrid hybrid drives? What's your take on that?
2: Um, I haven't tested a hybrid drive yet, but the uh, the reviews uh, uh, that I've read uh, they seem okay, but they seem to put them more and they still leave them into the area of the uh, uh, of the solid state Sorry, of the hard drive itself. Uh, if I were going to give anybody an advice, the advice I would give, and I have for a long time, is to get yourself a. Uh, a good price solid state drive that'll, that'll, that'll work for your operating system, your main programs and whatnot. And if you have to save all of your movies and your pictures and your videos and everything, the best thing to do is get yourself either an external source for storage or, uh, um, or, 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 do as we were speaking of earlier, which is to put a,
0: uh, a second uh, hard drive a
2: in. and put the second drive within the the, the computer itself, the laptop itself. For the, for the most part, yes.
0: Do you think it makes more sense to put a solid state drive in a laptop that's going to take abuse? Because you know, standard hard drives have moving, very delicate platters. The the SSDs don't, and as we know, with the laptop, we're taking it with us everywhere.
2: Uh, I can give you a personal instance of a lot of years ago when I was report for dropping my laptop. And I didn't, uh, I didn't really care of the fact that the, la- that the laptop wasn't, uh, wasn't any good anymore so much it was, was the amount of effort it took me to, re- to do that report again.
0: It's always the data, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. what we do with the programs and the operating system that's on the drive. The end result is always what's more important. And I don't care how responsible you are with your computer. If it's moving parts, it's eventually going to break. Yeah, that's correct. And you can see
2: right now anywhere on YouTube, the uh, there's there are tons of examples of people who have strapped solid-state drives to rockets, uh, put them in pumpkins and dropped them from a seven-story building. <laughs> there's got to be a million examples of, of exactly how people have tried to destroy an SSD, and then at the end of the day gone and put it back in the laptop, and it worked just fine.
0: Yep. So what is your new benchmark system? Uh, <laughs> I'm looking uh, at pictures, it, and it looks pretty... It looks pretty bad, man.
2: Uh I was I was really surprised at it. Well, not so much. Uh I'm I'm kind of a, and I won't lie, I'm a cheap person, so I, I want to make sure that I get the best price for everything
0: that I'm I'm buying. Oh, well, I think that's just being frugal nowadays. I mean, why spend 100 dollars if you can get it for 50? Absolutely correct. And I was uh searching around and I dug and
2: dug and dug and was able to find a uh, a brand new um ASUS uh, Rampage uh, 3 motherboard which now supports and it was my main goal to get support for sata 3 and usb 3 as well uh along with some other equipment the the a 460 uh a gtx uh graphics card in in uh, the ram i got a really good price on everything which was which is at the end of the day uh, and actually at the end of the day i had i've had three people right now say they bought the exact same systems they put the exact same systems together
0: that should be what three four years use out of that um i hope so yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, I can't promise that. I, I really uh, use my uh, system to the fullest extent. So, but I've done pretty good in the past with my with my laptops, and I use them for testing. Now I've just moved up a little bit, I guess.
0: Where do you fall? Do you look at more SATA or USB three? What do you think's the future? I mean, obviously they're both coming, but what do you think's going to be more popular?
2: Um, I think. Well, I think SATA three is going to be within the next three years coming out in all of the systems you buy. However, um, a lot of people now are. Uh, I've got a. I've got a. a a, or a sorry, a hard drive slash SSD dock on the way from a a company that I'm going to take a look at, it. and it's a it's a USB three uh, dock. So in all in all probability, we'll see a lot of people buying simple uh, USB three cards, plugging in a dock and getting the uh, getting the high speed right out of plugging a, a, an SSD into the uh, the dock itself.
0: You've got the complete guide to buying an SSD at thessdreview.com. dot uh, com. Lesson one is why would you want one? I think we covered that pretty well, and. Mm-hmm. Really, for me, it's all about speed and reliability. Uh, Price, size, and manufacturers, what should we be looking for there? Obviously, this is OWC Radio, so I want to push buy it from OWC. But all the reviews that I'm seeing says that we've got about the best drive out there right now. Um, But what is the price point compared to size? Is there a sweet spot in there somewhere that you think? No, I don't think
2: so. And I'm surprised you didn't mention the fact that OWC just came out with their I think it's a 480 gigabyte uh solid state drive. Yep, huge. You know, you're you're going to see that with Intel in the future, but Intel's uh Intel's uh um GT3 release, I don't I don't know if it will go quite that high yet, but I think that's going to be the sweet spot for everybody is being able to find the performance along with the large capacity uh in a solid state drive and then to be able to put a decent price on at the end of the day on that.
0: Yeah. Not all solid state drives are equal though. I mean, uh, you would, you would think that, oh, it's a solid state. It's how many companies are really making these things. They, they're they all about equal, aren't they? Um, I would uh, say no, of course, but
2: I, well, you want to say no and you want to say it. for the typical commu- for the, for the typical user, you're, they're going to find very little, uh, issues with uh, the different solid state drives. They'll see the exact same thing when they when they look on their on their laptop. But they've got to look at a number of different factors, in my opinion, um, to include warranty, um, the the reputation of the manufacturer, the customer support of the manufacturer, as well as uh, what everybody else on the Internet is saying. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, a few companies jumped on board the uh, uh, J-Micron uh, 602 controller, and it almost, uh, in my opinion, it almost ruined the whole uh, uh, SSD industry because of the fact that the controllers had a really bad stuttering problem in it it pushed people away from uh, from wanting to get an SSD for SSD for the longest time.
0: So what should they look for now? If they're going to go buy one tomorrow for the controller, what should they be looking for?
2: Oh, I would definitely go with the Force controller. I don't think there's any question of that. Um however, I've got to give equal uh, credit to the Crucial uh the, the the Micron controller within the Crucial that just that was just released.
0: So mm-hmm. but the We, uh, we don't the mind Sanford's talking about the competition here we're 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 secure in what we have. Yeah.
2: <laughs> But uh, I, yeah, I have to I have to be the first to say there was a, there have been a lot of people trying to uh, put controllers out there with the success that SandForce is having that, that haven't been able to do so. The SandForce controller was uh, the Intel was the the leader of the pack for the longest time, um, and then now SandForce is in and it. I think a lot of people were waiting for uh, uh, the last few months in any case uh, to make sure that there was reliability in the SandForce drives. And, uh, and actually, one of the questions I get the most deals with respect to the firmware that is is, is within the drives. As we know, the OWC has no firmware uh, releases as, as of yet with respect to their drives. Whereas uh, I have no problem saying OCZ's oh, got three or four. Um, in my opinion, a lot of the times you, you need to look at the firmware. Yes, it does upgrade the drive, but for the most part, if you've got a drive that doesn't require upgrading because it's, because it's already has the uh, the technology in it and there's nothing wrong with the drive it's good to see that there is no need for the firmware itself
0: yeah it's kind of hard to to imagine that not only are you updating your system your your computer system but you also have to upgrade your hard drive (laughs) i don't know that seems kind of i don't know mid-1980s technology where you have to worry about those drives and stuff like that where uh, at least for mac users we're not used to doing stuff like that we we just the hard drive's in there it should just work
2: uh, I agree totally. It's kind of funny you, you bring that point up because, as you probably know, if you looked at the computer that I'm using, um, I, I've never used a I've never used a Mac system, and I was the first to promote the uh, the OWC drive. Uh, well, one of the first to promote the, the OWC drive for uh, for PC systems as well as the Mac systems.
0: Last question before I wrap, and I know you have uh, other stuff that you got to get to. Uh, what's the future for the SSD review? Where do you see it from? I don't know a year or two years down the road.
2: Um, well, it's it's. I'm glad you asked that. The uh, traffic on the website has gone through the roof. As a matter of fact, um, we've had. Uh, I, I originally started as a blog. Its original purpose was simply to help out new users and people who wanted to buy SSDs and help them uh, along with their purchase. But uh, with what I'm seeing now, I found it necessary. We've moved to a blog, and we're uh, and probably within the next three weeks going to be fully set up in a in a fully in a full fledged site itself. Um, I, I'm getting a lot more. Uh, Requests from manufacturers and assistance along the way uh, from people to uh, to be part of the site and to, uh, to help out with evaluations uh, and I'm glad uh, glad to see that I, I do a lot of uh, I'm very uh, I have to say I'm very um, I don't know what, grateful uh, I'm grateful but with respect to the evaluations regardless of of my relationship with the company I I, I can only give out a, like I said earlier honesty evaluations. And all of the evaluations fall right back on the tests themselves that uh, that anybody can see in uh, in the site.
0: Yeah, so expanding, getting bigger. Um, I've gone through all that myself in the past, and is a little. Uh, it's frustrating sometimes, but it's it's also very rewarding when you see something that you created getting bigger, getting bigger than you. Do you think that's going to happen? It, the site itself is going to be its own entity. It's not just going to be less. It's going to be people.
2: Uh, I certainly hope so i you know I would be wrong to say that I wouldn't want that, but at the end of the day, um the only thing I still want for the website is for the uh, the people that are just getting into to solid state drives. I'd like the readership's the main core of our readership to be people that are just looking to come into the solid state drive community and to find what they're looking for on the site. It's kind of hard to find uh, on the internet when somebody's coming on and they know nothing about SSDs. It's been kind of difficult finding exactly what you want around the Internet. That's why I put the site together.
0: Well, it's a great resource. I've checked it out a bunch of times already. Um, It only makes me want to get an SSD for my laptop immediately. And with a price point of $99 for the 40 gig at OWC, I think it's time to jump in myself. A lot of people are nervous about that, though. Um, Do you have any kind of hints or pointing anybody to the right direction when it comes to actually installing a hard drive in a laptop? Uh,
2: installing an SSD yeah uh, yeah it's 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 a simple swap from a hard drive to a solid-state drive a lot of people are are concerned about it it's as simple as undoing the two screws in the back of your your laptop pulling out the hard drive putting in the SSD and reformatting and, uh, and, and installing windows once again there's nothing more much more to it,
0: it sounds like a, an easy upgrade and huge rewards what's the one thing that you always tell people to look for if they come to you say I only need One bit of advice, I'm thinking about an SSD, what's the one thing I should look for?
2: Uh, In the SSD, reliability, as far as uh, the background of the SSD and the history of the SSD, I'm always telling people the one thing you want to make sure is the solid state drive you have has been uh, accepted by the, uh, the, the community in general.
0: His name is Les Tokar. The website is thessdreview.com. You'll find a link to it at OWC Radio. Les, thanks very much for being on the show today. Thank you very much, Tim. I was glad to be here.